Hey, and welcome to the Clapped Out Moto Hour. Welcome. Thanks for tuning in to another week where we ramble on about all things two-wheeled and fun. This week on the show, we have Danny. Hello. Hey, hey. Big Danny. Hello. Chris. What up, what up? Robert. Hey. And me, Jordan. Your fearless <laughs> <Welcome>. host. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. What a time. What is on the bench this week? I'm wondering. I had a, I, you know what? I'm going to start out this week. I had a pretty productive nice. day today. Must be I nice. organized a lot of the stuff for the w, <laughs> the WR Project Woods bike. It's coming along. You know, it's sitting there on the bench, and I got the bottom end reassembled, did a lot of that stuff, and just kind of looking over what I need. And it's always that point where I'm like, well, should I do this? Should I do that? And I'm kind of leaning towards I should. So. You know, got that done. I think I'm going to do it right, clean it up, and it's going to be a really great resto when it's done. Um, my ratio hasn't really changed, although I did finally cave in, and I took the old ZRX in. It's starting to get sunny out here, and it's, you know, weather's getting nice. So I took the ZRX into a local shop, and I said, hey, I don't want to deal with this anymore. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know what's wrong, but I just don't want to pull these carbs again. I'm too weak to pull a rack of carbs. Please do it for me. And those carbs? Not, phys not physically, just emotionally weak. Emotionally, I'm just emotionally. A lot of carbs grad school, in there. Yeah, once grad you learn that ratchet strap trick, it's pretty easy peasy. But they're four-point-freakazoids you know, that you just got to pull it's, out. Yeah, it, the ratchet strap trick does work actually really well. Yeah. It gets it. It gets them out of the way. It gets you know. It gets the boots out of the way and gets it back on there. But there's just some kind of bizarre electrical issue. I just basically dumped it off. I'm gonna drop ship him some electrical coils and be like, go to town, figure it out. And he's a pretty good guy. Strangely, also grew up in the Inland Empire and lives up here in La Grande, Oregon. So, so we were many instant. people from SoCal in like the we broke out our collection of we broke out our uh, collection of SRH um, <laughs> hoodies and we compared them. Talked about Brian Deegan yeah. for a while. And, compared, and, compared, uh, compared Monster Energy sunglasses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it turns out, yeah, we're not so different after all. So my ratio, my ratio is better now because one of the bikes technically isn't in the garage, but uh, <laughs> and when it gets back, it'll be running. Yes. So. <laughs> As Sch Schrodinger's uh, does that count? Bike, yes, it's both running and not running. <laughs> yeah, right. It's Schrodinger's bike. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. Danny, little Danny, where you at? Uh, not much has changed. Um, my side covers for the Honda Cub came in. Um, they finally made their way here from Indonesia. Um, nice. And I was expecting them to be plastic like the ones that came on the bike, but they were nice and metal. So, you know, I, it was worth the wait, and I'm I'm happy. It's the side covers that are metal? Mm -hmm. Tight. That's cool. Yeah, that I was cool. yeah, very cool. surprised. Um they're painted white, but it's kind of like a white paint that I would, if I needed to paint it, it would work good as a primer because it's not that great. Sand it down, repaint it. But yeah, um, still planning to rebuild the E50 as soon as I find a kit that I want to put on it. Um, yeah, not much has changed. The ratio is the same. Trying to get a couple bikes out of the garage and into other people's houses and yards and garages so that <laughs> yeah. I can have more room for other new projects for new Perfect. broken things no i'm i'm yeah, trying right. to buy running from now on it probably That's won't it. happen <laughs> but i'm to. trying <laughs> a noble goal i will light a candle for you try <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. trying pray. is the operative word we'll all pray i mean this last one was running and then i made it unrunning so <laughs> that also yeah. happens gosh it happens you know. it happens chris how's baby what's baby update okay, this week okay so baby update <laughs> um, since I can't do anything fun, uh, <laughs> uh, we are measuring two weeks ahead, y'all. Baby oh, is snap. growing. Baby's thick like Papa. It's <laughs> 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 got that booty. <laughs> and it comes up like wonky on like one side on my right side. It feels so real lopsided. weird. Lopsided belly. Just like yeah, Papa. So. <laughs> lopsided and thick. It's it from his daddy. So I've got to schedule some radiology time so we can get more pics of baby and make sure everything's yeah. okay. Because I am not trying to get induced, y'all. 
No. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to Me neither. trying to ride this wave until 39 <laughs> weeks. I don't want to be trying to have this baby sooner than that. That would be that would yeah. be sucky. So Yeah, it's coming along. Coming along. Within Within 10 weeks, I'll be wheeling with an infant on my chest <laughs> in the front yard. <laughs> you say they that make, they make like a They make like a baby seat that attaches to your front fender, right? Like a little front fender yeah. bag. You yeah. just stick oh them on there. My God. Just face forward. Yeah. I'm already terrified. Well, I've already been looking at the car seat and looking at the back of like the ZRX. Do I feel it. like it's wide that enough. Thing is- <laughs> that's, why, work. that's why it ended up in the shop to get fixed. No. <laughs> I got to have it ready. Look, for look it, summer's coming. Look, summer's Family coming. Rides. I need a car seat mount. Okay. No. Here's a car seat mount. I want you to put it on Bike here. No matter comfy. how much, how much JB weld or whatever you got. Hey, you can tap it. Make it work. This is going to be just like the GoPro mount on the helmet. My God. <laughs> One minute mount there, on the and the next thing you can know. Oh, my gosh. I still have that. I still have that helmet, and every time I see the JB Well dab I put on the top to try to get the GoPro to stick. Is that what desperate. that was from? Yeah, that's. I tried to stick a GoPro in the the, the adhesive wore out. And <laughs> I was like, old, you know on what? On your old built this, helmet, right? Yeah, and I was like, it was already cracked on the top. It had some stuff, and I was like, you know what? Let's see how good JB Weld is. And I have to say, it did not work. And this is what you're going to say when you try to mount the car seat. Let's see how good the JB Weld is while we try to mount the car seat. Let's see how strong JB Weld really is. I I remember approaching Jordan about the helmet and why it had a giant dab of, he says a dab, but it's like three inch diameter amount of JB Weld on his helmet. And I was like, I was like, what the hell is that, Jordan? And he just, he just looks at me and he puts it down and he's like, don't worry about it. Look, it's extra you abrasion. Understand, we don't talk about that. It's extra abrasion resistance. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't tell you there was like a hole in there. Isn't My God. <laughs> but anyways, baby's great. I'm great. I'm having just Braxton Hicks contractions today because I went buck and just cleaned a lot. So, yep. Baby's kicking Baby back. Baby is yeah. kicking back. He's got vengeance. Vengeance. Pedaling, you know, practicing. It's little kickstart leg baby obviously wants to ride him he's open. got that virgo he's got that virgo energy he's like you're not cleaning right yep. you're not cleaning yeah, right, clean right the... yeah well i think this baby's gonna be a taurus a... yeah you're taurus? right you're right on the like taurus taurus uh, gemini, gemini right? cusp Ooh. i'm pulling for gemini to... no don't do, it to yeah. don't do it to me <laughs> it'll be like it'll Maybe. be like Maybe they'll have the same birthday as me. Oh. It'll be like Spartan Legend where I throw it off a cliff <laughs> if it's a Gemini. I'm like, nope. <laughs> nope, not, not this, this baby. House. Not in this house. That's too chaotic for me. Oh my That's God. saying something. Yeah. <laughs> no. If one of our 15 listeners are Gemini, I apologize. I'm sure that you're a wonderful person. <laughs> well, Robert and I are great, so... Well, that's because I'm not a Gemini. Well, yeah. oh, I yeah. am, and I'm great. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Robert's got that scorpion. Well, hey, although I'm a Gemini <laughs> rising, so. Oh, thanks for, thanks yeah. for noticing, Danny. The You're chaos. Welcome. I don't know what that means. <laughs> the chaos is strong. It shows through the, the through the Zoom call. It's still, you know, you can just tell. Next, we'll be doing the clapped out zodiac. <laughs> <laughs> Examine each other's star charts. What signs. is the perfect bike for your zodiac sign? <laughs> who's actually who's fun, in Gatorade this week? Video. That that could down. be real fun. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna sit that week out. Whatever. That week out. Typical Gemini. Typical Gemini. I don't know. That's about exactly that. what a Gemini would say. <laughs> I don't know about that. All right, Daniel. What's on your freaking bench? I already um, know the answer. Really, well, yeah. yeah really still aggressive. got the 82 XJ 650 <laughs> and the 94 XR 650. I'll still haven't touched the XR. I, although they I both did, run. I, I did both run. run, but I will say that I did. Um, I did finally mount the battery in somewhat properly Perfect. into the the bike on the XR, uh, and I did do a uh, oil change on the XJ a couple like a week or two ago. Oh, nice. Um, which you, um, you know, I switched it from the 2050 that was in it all through winter to the 1040 yeah, it's solid. supposed to have, uh, just in time for it to get above 60 degrees, which is when it's yeah. supposed to go back to 2050. Right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Typical Oregon. I was like, I'll just let it warm up for longer, and you know, it takes like 10 minutes full choke to get that thing warmed up with 2050 Jeez. in it when it's yeah. like 
35 degrees out. Yeah. So. Nice. That was, <laughs> yeah, that was a very cold-blooded bike. I remember yeah, when yeah. I rode it around. She likes to be choked, for man. Bit. Tell you what. It was very, very cold-blooded. <laughs> Um, but not motorcycle related, program. but I did. <laughs> that's right. Sorry. Not motorcycle related, but I did get show. the uh, a Corolla fixed. So that's what. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So all a fuse, as I, as I understand uh, it. Fuses, because uh, you know your mechanic brother decides that he wants to. You know, basically, when when overconfidence and complacency meet, you get uh, backwards <laughs> jumper cables, and then you pull yeah. a bunch of fuses. So just like my mechanic, not on my end. Just yeah, the just high like, mechanic. That's right. <laughs> Just like my mechanic brother, Wink, who put yes. the JB weld on top of the helmet. Wink. Wink. <laughs> I have that mechanic brother, too. We all have that mechanic brother. That yeah. mechanic yeah. brother, Wink, Wink. Hashtag be your own brother. Well, the good news is it's, it's running, right? You got it all sorted? It's running. I sold it. Got two grand out of it. Nice. Super happy. And, uh, got it running. Go. Get rid of it. Yeah, it sounds like, for a my third, truck. sounds like a third motorcycle. That's well. Uh, unfortunately, I gotta pay my truck down. No, I don't like car payments. So they're gonna come take it. You should buy another bike. Yeah, exactly. I was dreaming about a DRZ, but that old Stimmy's going towards truck. Unfortunately, the old Durs. Yeah, quick, quick. Uh, we'll transition now to the DRZ corner. I have to say, the DRZ segment of the show. I am amazed at Durs prices i yeah. helped a friend maddie get into a Durs, a Durs that i met personally last february in baja i almost and bought knew it. it was around daniel almost bought it dropped the ball and then i uh <laughs> passed it on to my the homie maddie and it's it's an awesome bike it was 25 hundo a little bit of a friend's price but it had like i don't know five thousand miles or something it was really low and um now, oh my yeah. gosh! I just the market's just crazy. I saw one for four thousand bucks that just got listed Woo! up, and a bunch of people asking about getting to it and things like that. Just absolutely wild price wise. And you know, I think when we think about the market today, a lot of people are kind of on the cusp of buying those you know new bikes. You know, I think that there's there's kind of a growing market segment. Like we'll talk about in a little bit about some of the GPX stuff. Um, of these new emerging Chinese bikes that are looking pretty good um, for prices that are not far off base from 10, sometimes even 20-year-old Japanese right. bikes. I know in the dual sport world, that's that's become kind of a thing. Um, but before we get to that, we'll talk a little bit about that kind of stuff. But for this next part of the show, we just wanted to talk about dream bikes. We all have them. They're kind of that bike that doesn't really exist, or maybe it does exist, uh, but it's not exactly how we want it. And... You know, we're just kind of thinking about if we could have it, you know, anything we want, what would it be? And I know, Chris, you're talking a little bit about one that you might have. What would that dream bike be for you? Does it exist? No. Or does it only exist in your mind? It, it, it exists in another world mm. that is Marvel. Um, <laughs> Sick. So I really love Black Panther. Like every other black person on the planet, Black Panther is amazing. But what's really great is if you look back at, like, a lot of the Marvel toys, Black Panther has, like, a couple different... They have, like... He has, like, one bike, um, and they made it... God, what, what year was that? It was, like, a racing bike that he had that was pretty tight. Um, and it was made by Hot Wheels, which is pretty cool. But I'm just like, what <laughs> if instead of it being like a street bike that like looked like a terrible, la like lazy ripoff of Batman, <clears throat> um, <laughs> what if you just like combined it into like a really cool like or made it into a really cool like dirt bike and something that was just like. 100% vibranium like sick like literally just like it had its own little like bubble shield so hitting a tree never gonna do that shit again <laughs> <laughs> all the trees in our lives are constantly hitting us and just like awesome suspension and like all kinds of like does it touch the ground you don't know but can you get like some serious air jumping off a log yes <laughs> so wait, this is a vi a vibranium dirt yes. bike. 
I like yeah. it. I can yeah. get behind so, it. So I gotta say, I I'm looking. I'm look. I'm googling Black Panther bike, and a lot of kids bikes for training wheels. A, yeah, the first thing that comes up is a stretch busa. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Truly, that's what you want, Chris. That's Which stretch I was like, So I was like picturing oh, the dirt bike version of it. Yeah, oh I could see God. it. But I, I actually am looking at the Hot Wheels that you're talking about, uh-huh. and it's like totally different. It's like a little. I don't know how to explain it. If, yeah. if, if it's the one you're talking about, it looks like a little V-twin, like dirt tracker kind of thing. With uh-huh. his, I'm going to, I'll post it. In the, but I could definitely see like what, like the dirt angle on it. Yeah. And, oh, the, yeah. and it's like the okay. same kind of bike that they have for like numerous different um, Marvel characters. Like if you, um, I think it's like, uh, who am I thinking of? Ooh. Oh, okay. I get yeah. it. That is a. Um, what is it? Oh. That's a Honda. That's a that's a Honda Shadow or a Honda something. I'm almost positive engine, and it's a crazy oh, customer. We'll definitely post a pic. It's like a crazy custom work, um, like frame. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Oh my but god. But just like make it, you know, just make it dirt dirt style, like not really a street bike. And I mean. Basically, it is a stretch busa, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but I think the the V twin dirt bike has been high on my list for a yeah. long time. There's the Priya. Mm-hmm. The Priya makes the for a very short amount of time made that like V twin, you know, small displacement displacement V twin, and they made it specifically for uh, supermoto racing. They just wanted to absolutely crush all of the other supermotos um, that were being made at the time, and it was just insane. And it had like it needed pistons like every three thousand miles or something. It was just absolutely crazy. Tons of power. Those things are super super cool. I agree. A V twin dirt bike made of vibranium. Make it happen. Heck yeah. Give it to me now. I think you know if you got if you got some some welding down. I feel like a VT five hundred. Um, that could probably be a whole thing. Yeah. You could just cram it in there. The V twin ascot. Just shove you could, it in you there. You could make like a. You know, once you get the vibranium part sorted out, I think once you can shove that engine in there. You just got to call Wakanda and be like, yo, what y'all got? That's what I'm yeah. saying. I love I it. Support it. It's, I, I, I too stand behind it. What's the, uh, what's the market price you foresee you see Ooh, that? Price? Yes. Well, you know, I don't know the price of vibranium, but I know it's ridiculous. <laughs> Somebody check the. We need, to, we need to check the price. <laughs> what are vibranium futures looking like? What? How's it? How are we looking here? I don't know. Yeah, that pricey. That's gonna be a custom. It would be pricey. That's gonna be a one-off. But you know, gotta have it. Gotta, gotta have, it. have it. I love it. I like it. Danny. Yes. What is that bike? You know, it existed at one point. Ooh. The year is 1982. Honda uh-huh. exported the MB5 to the U.S. for one year only. It was a 50cc, two-stroke, five-speed, chain-driven motorcycle. Sick. That was pretty cool. Sweet. Look at that little thing. They are rad. Um, You can find them now, but they sell for an obnoxious amount of money for 50ccs. So unless I can find one for a moped price, I will never have one. It, I mean, it looks like, I hadn't seen one in a while, the Honda MB5. 1982 is the year it came out. Only year, yep. Yeah. And it looks a lot like how I see like moped builders building yeah. their bikes. Like it has the same kind, of, kind of like yeah. cafe yeah. moped. Yeah, ex- exactly. Okay. Um, alternatively, um, Kawasaki made one called an AR80 or an AR50 and an AR80. They had a 50cc version and an 80cc version. Also oh, yeah. only imported for one year thing looks pretty the cowie version yeah pretty rad 82 just seemed to be the year but i guess they never caught on but they yeah i mean they're only running seven horsepower but top speed was tested at 53 miles per hour for 50 cc so that's holy cow nuts super sick five speed that's gotta be fun yep five speed two stroke air cooled gloriousness pretty cool it's always a mystery why some things don't do well in the American market. There's always like those kind of mystery motorcycles that seem like they had all the right pieces, mm-hmm. but then they get here and no one buys yeah. them and they just fall completely so that's, flat. Yeah. I mean, and we could probably talk about a lot of bikes like that. Um, 
that's how I always felt about the Transalp. And I'm sure that's how Honda felt about the Transalp. Yeah. Um, but like the NXs too, like the um, like NX250 to me is a really cool bike that just like there isn't, I guess there isn't really a market for it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the NX line didn't survive very long. The 650s survived the longest over here. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I think the 250s actually maybe did whirl around they, a little They longer. still only got, a, I think, a couple of years on the 250s. And it's a cool idea Not for many. a bike because it's like a water-cooled 250 twin. Um and it's got that like you know 80s styling. It looks like a mini Transalp kind of with like neon colors. And but it, it seemed like a cool bike. It's like that intermediate. Like it's one of those bikes that I feel like if it came out, if if some iteration of that came out today, it would really tap into kind of like the adventure market. Same with the Transalp, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Transalp is just like a kind of a small Africa twin aesthetically. Um, the Transalp and the original AT and the NX250 all kind of represented those bikes that were way ahead of their yeah. time. Because now the entire market is clamoring over like, oh, the new KTM 390 right. Adventure is coming out. Or, oh, the CRF 250 Rally is coming out. You know, like everyone is really excited about these, you know, mostly fared, small displacement, water cool bikes. Right. And Honda called it like, yeah, and like 80, 89, 30 80, years ago. Yeah, 30, 35 years ago. Yeah. So yeah, it's just always bizarre what the market will kind of want and what they'll demand, you know. But yeah, it looks like the same, you know, with these, uh, with the MB. It's MB, MB5, right? 82, MB5. Yeah, 82, MB. That's, yeah. It's just one of those bikes that, like, obviously didn't catch on back when they had it. But I feel like mm-hmm. if they brought it back now, kind of like how they brought in the, the Cub 125 and, like, the Monkey, like, I feel like it would sell. I think it would sell well because oh, people yeah. are people are looking for like something to ride to get around town. Like they don't necessarily need to go on the freeway. So even if they made like an 80 cc version, True. like, well, and I'd be really curious to see what that market segment is like because I mean, um, you know, if you talk about like the monkey and you talk about the C125 or CT whatever they're calling it, the fuel injected reboot of the of the Trail yeah. 90, you know, those bikes are like yeah i in a city environment those are like the ideal like oh i gotta go five to ten miles maybe a little too far to bicycle um so i'm gonna take my little bike but i think time and time again the american market has shown that like the the um commuter market is so so small in this country Mm -hmm. and it's such a shame because this is the thing that has never this is like a quick philosophical interjection (laughs) uh, uh to our to our segment on dream bikes um, but this is the one thing that has never made sense to me. America likes really cool, loud, explosive stuff, but we don't like motorcycles that much. Motorcycles are like relegated to one specific consumer type, you know, the old guy who like is having his midlife crisis and wants to ride. But it's so bizarre because like I, the marketing is changing and things like that. And the market is definitely like the, or I should say the culture is definitely widening, but it's so weird because in Southeast Asia, it's like, no, this is just what we have. It's what we ride every day. You know? Yeah, you don't, need, you don't Mex- need a car. Mexico, you need this bike that you can load to the brim. Because it's cheaper. Yeah. You know, like in Mexico, I talked to a lot of people in Mexico and they were like, yeah, I mean, like we all have Italicas, uh, like the manufactured bike down there because like we can't, we can't afford cars. You know, like we don't want to buy a full car. We just need to get us and maybe my my partner around or something like that so a lot of people have a lot more mexicans i would guess have motorcycles per capita than, than americans yeah. do but we love everything that's like explosive and like we like guns we like like fast shit loud shit you know but why and in the, in the movies is portrayed like yeah motorcycles badass and then it's just not the case <laughs> in general yeah. public i mean I, I think a lot of that you know it's just like cars i think it's it's like a reflection of the kind of riding that there is right where that's the appeal of the v-twin here is that you have you know when you think of like riding motorcycles in america you think of um the easy rider just like open highway straight line you're just going to cruise endlessly you're going to go do your iron butt rally and you're going to be in the saddle (laughs) for like five days and be crusty and pick the bugs out of your teeth or whatever um but it's not you know what i mean like it's not you know i think in europe there's probably a lot more of a culture around you know the cafe racer thing the like sport bike but you're going you know what here is the distance between like southern to central california there you might pass through three different countries and go through 40 cities on like cobblestone and so you could ride 
a bike that you know you could ride like a smaller displacement bike and still have a really fun ride yeah totally yeah. and I mean, still see a bunch of things and still get where you're going whereas like here a 350 um or something in that like 250 to 350 range <coughs> like you're like especially in a bigger city like you're looking kind of dicey on the highway like yep. yeah it'll do it yeah. but like you're not going to be able to really you know you're navigating with a lot more like a seven lane highway is not like a two lane road right yeah, yeah. i mean that was also, how Oh, good, also, Chris. Uh, I was also going to say that just like also as just like a country, the United States has built the infrastructure of roads specifically to accommodate large vehicles, mm-hmm. whereas everywhere mm-hmm. else all over the world has, you know, like you said, like cobblestone streets, but also narrower streets. And so mm-hmm. that infrastructure more so accommodates smaller bikes, motorcycles, scooters, the things of the like. But here we when we started building roads they were big <laughs> to accommodate bigger is better yeah and they were big to accommodate the, the new cars and we've kind of stayed on like a, okay now let's make the brappy trucks and the louder trucks and things are not really fuel efficient we just like bigger is better and that's just our culture here well we had the first like super highways you know mm-hmm. we, we invented that whole concept of having big highways you know so big vehicles follow right. cars yeah i mean i guess america is known for really getting the automobile kicked yep. off in a big way so yeah it's just really strange it's always really been really interesting and when i talk to people about their experiences with motorcycles it's always uh, just so much less common than i always expect it to be mm-hmm. you know yeah so yeah i think there's something to be said too just like just one more quick thing like you always see like uh i always see like my coworkers, for example you drive around the city all day long you know they see a we see like a you know a ratty honda that's just like running down the road with loud pipes and just being ridiculous you know and i think that and they're you know everyone hates it they're like oh fuck that guy you know because it's like loud and obnoxious but (laughs) yeah and i think the same thing goes for the dude on the harley the dude on the jixer or whatever you know it's just like rapping out and just being obnoxious because it's you know because it's fun (laughs) um but just you know but it's also like disturbing to other people and i think that like people don't notice the like you know the other folks who are like riding kindly and like not being ridiculous you know in traffic which i think is kind of the norm in Mm -hmm. a lot of other countries because there's so much more like um education around riding and a lot more like roadblocks to like getting to larger motorcycles that are you know potentially more dangerous and things like that Mm -hmm. right Um, yeah the the licensing i talked to my friend uh my friend's son in belgium and Loic, and he was saying that like it's like this whole process they have to start with a 125 Mm -hmm. then they can go to a 250 then after a certain age they can test to go up to like a 600 and then if if you want to buy like a leader bike even if you're an adult it's like a whole process Mm -hmm. of getting different things and things like that so yeah it's it's definitely a different there's definitely better education and things like that but i think yeah, I'm just always kind of surprised that it hadn't caught on more. I looked, I looked it up while we were talking, and like it's still though. What's interesting is one of the more, uh, one of the better selling bikes, you know, in America. Like I think one of the best is the Super Cub. So I mean, that's kind of what kicked it off. Was I think it's still the Cub, you know, in, um even here you know i know that's definitely the bike of choice in southeast asia and places like that but i think even here that was still the best-selling bike mm-hmm. back in the yeah 60s. for sure yeah, it's so, the highest selling motorcycle of all time yeah right yeah um it was hard to find domestic numbers like what was that one bike you know but yeah that that harley segment is kind of dying out so it's really interesting to see how the manufacturers will shift in the coming years you know and i think for my bike like what i was thinking of when we kind of thought up this subject was I would really like to see American, it, I mean, I think it's unrealistic at this point to have American manufacturing, like we're pressing the steel, we're casting the pistons, we're making the cylinders, you know, I think we're so outclassed engineering wise with a lot of other, you know, nations that are, that are making high tech stuff, but I'd love to see like, I don't know, I'm thinking like, I read up about Italica, the, the manufacturing company in mexico and they use like korean parts from hyasung 
And those things run forever, those those Italicas, you know, I see those things everywhere when I'm down there. So I would love to see like an American bike, kind of like Hodaka was back in the 60s, where things were brought in from Japan. They're manufactured here, you know, and I would love to see that as like a small, I'm thinking like a 250, a 300, something like that. That's like manufactured here in America, like at least put together, you know, assembled and everything and see where it goes you know i i would love to throw my weight behind that and see one of those kind of bikes kind of like a new universal japanese motorcycle you know like a new standard mm. bike and it just gets you around you know maybe they make like a 500 for touring or something like that it has like kind of traditional style lines you know kind of perfect flat on the top you know makes it makes it look kind of traditional looking give it inverted forks give it you know maybe some basic you know modern suspension and things like that fuel injection just a super basic fuel injection unit and sell it for 5500 bucks you know now have you seen the new uh cb350s the i don't think i have is uh, there like a new cb350 yeah yeah honda's relaunched the they've got a goofy name for it but was it like the h hness ness i don't know what the but it, okay. it's not getting a U.S. release, as I understand it. Oh. Uh, um, oh yeah, sure. Enough. It's cool though. Yeah, it's it's kind of similar to like what you're talking about almost. It's just like a upright kind of UJM looking modern. Oh, yeah. It's sort of like the CB350 take on what Triumph has done, right, with the Bonneville. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We have sort of like a modern. I don't know that much, admittedly, about the 350. I assume it's water cooled, but I don't. I mean, don't quote me. I'm just winging it based on looking. Maybe it's air cooled. This yeah, picture I'm looking at looks like it's it probably air cooled. It looks air cooled. Yeah, now that I'm looking. It does at look it. air cooled. Yeah, um, yeah, but it's a classic. Looks good. Yeah. You cool. know what it looks like is the CB1100. Yeah. So we have a CB1100 that's water cooled, um, and it has the similar stylings and things like that. And I know the CB750 was actually reissued in Japan in mm-hmm. the mid 2000s or early 2010s, mm-hmm. and it was a similar type concept where they're like, let's just remake it with a little more modern components. Right. But no, this thing looks really good. I mean, I think yeah, and and kind of to your point, I mean, I think another right, a lot of these like legacy brands that are kind of relaunching updated versions of their sort of mainstay motorcycles. Right. You have obviously the Triumphs. Um, I think this Honda is like a cool segment and obviously what it's intended to compete with. I think they're, um, launching it in India. So it's obviously intended to compete with Royal Enfield. Um, but I think like the Royal Enfield Himalayan is another great example of something that's like a realistic, right. Um, functional, modern sort of do it all motorcycle, right? Maybe it doesn't excel at any one thing. And I've, I've seen tons of reviews um, actually praising it, but um, obviously mm-hmm. you're not going to be doing like hard enduro on it. But um, yeah. yeah, I think there's, I think th- a lot of the motorcycle market segments are so hyper-specialized and I think there is kind of room for like that mid-displacement 350 to 500 cc sort of like, yeah, I want to get on a motorcycle and ride and go do stuff. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because I think, you know, when a lot of people look, that's kind of the pitfalls of marketing, too, though, is that they'll always have these bikes that are like, oh, it does this and it goes this fast and it'll do like all these things, right. you know, and um, it does like, yeah, like Abusa goes super crazy fast, but who is really running their Hayabusa, you know, going doing drag like racing 200. Strip, yeah. yeah, I just don't know. So, again, I think it's that kind of attitude thing, kind of the market. But yeah, I, it's interesting that HS, it looks like, like you're saying, it'll be released in the Indian market. That has been a huge market segment for a lot of these manufacturers. And I think that's the reason why we're not getting any of this stuff. It's just they're like, whatever, we can just sell it to India. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. the big market. Honda's learned. They're like, yeah. Yeah, but that's, I mean, there's a new kind of player in town in the dirt market with the uh, GP, what is it, the GPX, the TSC 250, mm-hmm. you know, now in an era of like KTM 250s and the Husky 250s and Gas Gas has got a 250. You know, even um, Sherco, we, strangely enough, in my small town, we have a Sherco dealer and they make a 250. Yeah, everyone's making the 250 two-stroke off-road, you know, machine. They're not geared towards motocross, it's kind of machine. GPX has kind of stepped to it and they're making a um, two-stroke, 
it's coming out at like 5,000 bucks and it's got an 18 inch rear. It's like completely set up for dirt riding, like riding off-road for the average trail rider. And a lot of reviews, I would love to ride one, but a lot of the reviews that are coming out is people are saying like, yeah, I mean, if you're just doing average trail riding, it's a pretty solid bike, mm-hmm. you know? I think people should take some inventory of exactly what they need in a motorcycle and they might find that they don't need like all, everything that a KTM has to offer. Mm-hmm. So I, I would love to see my dream bike really is more of a dream company, which is to say it's a company where we're getting maybe Korean parts, maybe Chinese parts, uh, and we're bringing them here, we're slapping them together, putting them together with a lot of care and warranting them here in the United States, but they're coming out at, you know, significant price cuts. I, I feel like a company like that would do like a modern Hodaka or just right. reviving the Hodaka brand. That would be super cool. I think it would do really well right now, you know, with us, us uh, millennials, and Gen Zers with our stimmy checks in our pockets. Somewhere you can We're buy waiting to buy local. Motorcycle. Yeah. Right. Well, that makes me wonder, because I admittedly don't know much about them. We were talking about it before the show, talking about Janus motorcycles. Um, yeah. I don't know much about them. I know they're, um, I, I think they're built in the U.S. or at it's least like assembled Indiana? in the U.S. They are. Yeah. Indiana. Indiana. Yep. But I don't know. Do you know if the, the engines are made here? Chinese, they're they're Chinese That's what mills. I thought they're like a Hugh sort of looking. Yeah, no, they're they're if I rem- like if they're still two fifty, yeah. If they're still piecing piecing them from the same part, they're the kind of generic two fifty cc air cooled motor. Um, and then, if I remember right, I, I watched an interview with them a, a while ago, but I think they order their frames uh, specific made and their suspension specific specific made. Uh, for the kind of design. So they designed it in-house. I guess that aspect of engineering they did. Um, but the motors are are just the kind of standard 250 overhead cam mill that I think right. comes in like the CSC motorcycles, that comes in the uh, Q-Link motorcycles. I think they're all the same 250. If I remember, they're based on the DR250. I think they're the castings of that. Um, might be different though. That, that might just be for mm-hmm. the Q-Links. But yeah, a lot of those Chinese motorcycles have that same overhead cam 250. Oh. So yeah, they're putting those together in in Indiana, you know, and yeah, it supports American jobs and and you know you get I, I've heard the warranties are pretty good. They they tend to stand behind their products. So well, it's got it's, it's a pretty basic bike. Yeah, I'm looking at cool. it now. It is yeah Chinese made and it is the like Honda derived right oh. 250. Yeah, uh, seven, 14 horsepower, 270 pounds of a bike. That's not bad though. I mean, in the scheme of nah. things that gets back to the whole yeah. thing, which is like, realistically, if you're, if you're living in a city and you're just coming and going on like streets, that's, that'll get you around. Yeah. And I mean, even touring, like, what do you right, want? You right. know, there's the, one of the more popular, I remember reading an article about the, uh, XT 225 Saro, the Yamahas that are in Japan. Mm-hmm. And it's like a Japanese favorite for touring. It's just 225 small, goes everywhere goes on road goes off road it's basic easy to work on you know yeah 250 is plenty for most people yeah yeah um yeah so that's that's mine mine is like let's do some more manufacturing here i want to i want to see some companies pop up and and make more things like uh janice is making i think it's a cool idea then it makes me wonder so, i'm sorry not to get oh, yeah, too go, yeah, again, deep in the weeds on it but it makes me wonder how much <laughs> of that is um a product of like EPA regulations and mm. manufacturing smog regulations, stuff like that. Mm. Um, just to get, you know, I mean, I don't know what all is involved in getting a new manufactured motorcycle on the road, but I have to imagine there's a lot of bureaucracy involved in it. I always um, wonder because a lot of the KTM two stroke right. stuff, like now they have case, they have TPI injected and, like there's some strange things where like the wr450 in europe is actually a street legal bike and it has it meets carb restrictions mm-hmm. um which is kind of like that international sanctioning pollution sanction sanctioning body for like motorcycles um and i mean it like they meet them and they're pretty like minimal like the things that they have on them they don't have catalytic converters or right. anything like that neither do the janus motorcycles so yeah, I just I don't I don't know what that's like. I I would imagine it's just tough to just jump in yeah. and build a company and try to make it in a market where people are already not really buying. You know, we just talked about how the American market has always been kind of difficult to work with. Mm-hmm. So 
it's like moving to the most <laughs> trying to work with the most temperamental kid on the block right. you know? or you could just go to india make what you know it will sell right. and sell billion of them so that's i think why we don't see as many stateside but gosh what do we have to do to change that but that's mine let's bring some manufacturing back i would love to see some of those i know it's kind of a pipe dream but i would love to see some of that stuff around the five six thousand dollar mark i think it'd be really cool daniel what do you got um i think mm, i don't know i'm not i guess i'm not as uh interesting uh but my dream (laughs) motorcycle sort of does exist i mean it does exist um i dream of the uh xsr 900 uh every single day that bike just gets me um something i learned recently though which upset me greatly was that the uh, 80s black color which is like probably (laughs) the most amazing colorway i've ever seen on a motorcycle um yeah in my opinion uh is not available in the united states so yeah only i was i was very upset and i was like well i guess i'm just gonna get an mt09 then or something like gonna gonna join the street kid bros or something but uh street bike bros but the um yeah i think that like i don't know i think with the classic styling there's some things that could be done better uh Mm -hmm. like for example even on the xsr 900 yamaha still puts those doofy ass blinkers which i think is just the most like (laughs) ridiculous looking thing on the planet and they don't look retro and they put them on the m29 they put them on the m27 they put them on literally every motorcycle they make um and they just look silly uh on no matter where you put them and uh, actually, I think they just went did away with those on the M209, but uh, finally did some like modern looking LEDs. But um, man, yeah, I think if my my dream motorcycle could be like if it if we're talking like from the factory, I would just pick it up and I'd never worry like you know I didn't have to do anything to it. It would be an XSR 900 with the 80s black colorway and uh, just nice like retro but small like led blinkers <laughs> yeah right um well, easy things to modify after the fact xsr yeah. is really really special because they call it like sport heritage yeah. or like modern retro neo what do they call it like neo, neo retro retro modern. i think yeah. i think their official is the heritage the heritage line or whatever that they yeah call it. It's really neat though, the XSR 900, every time I look at it, what I think is really cool is it's the most standard geometrically looking motorcycle, but it has swoopy lines going everywhere. Like the swing arm is sloped. It's got a really interesting angle on the swing arm. Mm-hmm. You can see that the frame, like the frame design is is like engineered so that it gets, you know, probably for, you know, good rigidity and good, not a lot of flex. So it's, you know, not definitely not like a traditional um like cradle design or anything like that like you'd expect to see on a retro bike so it's got all these lines but yet if you draw a line from the headlight to the taillight it's a perfect line it just goes right over the seat right over the tank so it looks i mean it has that look of like an old ujm you know but it's really really cool you know i think they're really really onto something there and i mean the market has followed right kawasaki has Mm -hmm. the you know the z900 rs Mm -hmm and honda i think honda really kind of kicked it off with the cb 1100 mm-hmm. stateside mm-hmm. um but yeah all of these bikes are kind of filling that you know desire for like well i want older looks but i want it you know retro looks but i want it to be fuel injected yes. i want it to have gobs of power you know and it definitely delivers with that so yeah the xsr 900s look amazing uh, definitely a great dream bike and one that you don't have to dream about too much, you know, because they, I think the sticker on them is like 9,500 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they're so pretty reasonably priced. Terrible. Yeah. They definitely pulled the standard Japanese trick, though, of putting some pretty basic suspension components yeah. on there. Yeah. I know with the SV650, that was like the one thing, like really cool, like super cool frame, super rigid, super responsive nice motor like great motor the sv650 motor i think is one of the best motor designs it just works so well um but the suspension was just garbage it was terrible it was very undersprung just didn't feel right you know once you spring it you can put race techs in there or whatever and get it all dialed in it feels a little better but it's just kind of strange that yamaha has such a great relationship with uh with kayaba on their dirt model stuff it's always kind of surprising that they don't 
like spend the extra money and put some solid Kayabi units on there. But yeah, the um, the MT-09 actually, the new one, the 2021 that's just come out, they've completely redesigned the frame and they've redone a bunch of different things. But they um, they released like an SP version now that you can get like Olin's uh, shocks from the factory, which is pretty cool. Pretty um, crazy. But the uh, the new frame design, I guess, is like 50% more rigid, which is kind of an insane number. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and people are saying that it like, you know, with the XSR 900, because I think the XSR 900 shares the same frame as the M29. Um, they, uh, because of the way they are and the way the suspension is, the way that the, the frame design is, like they, they flex a lot. And so they're like always wanting to bring the front wheel up because of all that flex that happens when you really get on mm. it. And with the new frame design, they're um, they're less scary. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, uh, less fun. That's yeah, nice. right. Um, and they they increased on the new engines, the new M two nine engines. They um, what's not new? It's the same engine, but they like increased the stroke and a couple other things, and like brought the displacement up a little bit. And so there's like some new thing or uh, some like it basically delivers the same amount of power, but. Um, adds like a little bit more gas mileage and then with like the more rigid frame it like feels like a completely different bike apparently um yeah but i'm wondering just because the xsr 900 does follow the m209 if we'll see the uh m the new m209 frame on next year's xsr 900 or if they'll maybe they'll drop the price uh by like using the old frame or something i don't know we'll see but yeah that's I my mean... dream right there but that's a solid, solid dream bike. I mean, honestly, I look at the Z900 RS all the time. I wish this. I wish the XSR had more of the Z900 RS styling. I like the styling on the Cowie, but that crossplane triple is just such an that's, awesome. That's engine. the reason I want it. It is so <laughs> it's such cool. a cool engine. It is, and I mean Triumph. Everyone, it's gosh, the the speed triple and mm, things like that. Yes. You know, street triple. Those those are solid bikes that have super cult followings. So. I hope Yamaha does. I know they have a couple bikes now with the with the crossplane triple, but I hope they keep that motor going because it's it's such a rad engine. But yeah, um, yeah, no, it's a solid dream bike, honestly. Robert, what is that dream bike for you? <sighs> dream bike for me, um, honestly, God, and I kick myself for selling it, but I feel like my dream bike is the bike I had, that DR. Damn. Um, one that got away. The one that got away. The no, two I, that got away. It's just one of those <laughs> things that, like, you know, the market's not there for it. it. It's an outdated thing. But I, you know, something in the, like, four to 450cc air-cooled uh, kind of, like, dirt orient. Like, a, if you gave me a dual sport, 400ccs, uh, under 250 pounds, like, that's – and six-speed which is the big thing. And that's where yeah. you run into with like the older bikes. A lot of them in that displacement or five speed, newer bikes, you're going water cooled. I don't have a problem with water cooled. I'm not, it's just, I don't know. Something about a air cooled single is just like yeah. the ultimate. You just go ride anywhere. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, honestly, I think in that vein, like the Himalayan is probably the closest incarnation mm. of that in today's sort of world. So if you knocked a hundred pounds off that done, there you um, go. <laughs> yeah, those things do weigh a lot. It's kind of strange. Heavy. I've read really good. Yeah. And, and I think it's one of those, you know, that gets kind of back into the whole conversation, which is like, what do you, what can you get versus what do you actually need? That's true. Um, I will be the first person to turn my nose up at like an XRL, um, you know, the older 250L or um, mm -hmm. the 650L. The big boy. Uh, <laughs> but. You know, and a lot of people are like, oh, well, it's heavy and it's not as powerful as the R and like blah, blah, blah. But then it's like at the end of the day, do you need that power to like is are any of the people riding 525 EXCs around really using the power of a 525 EXC most of the time? Are people, you know, you get like a GS and then you ride 45 on a paved or on like a flat dirt road. That's kind of like, well, you <laughs> yeah. know, so. Right. I don't know. Yeah. So something fun to ride around. I think as far as street bikes go, I'm actually like really happy to see kind of what we were talking about. Like it feels like the market is heading in like a really cool direction. Um, I think of things like the, the Husky street bikes, the Vipilin and Svartpilin, um, the 401s. Um, I don't know, just a cool direction for a bike. You take like a single cylinder, um, you know, kind of high strung engine and shove it in like a little naked frame street bike. The 390 Enduro, I think is a good example of that too. Um, 
I think it's cool to see these kind of like the newer Euro brands taking that kind of Japanese marketing approach where it's like, we have, we have, these are the engines we have. How many mm-hmm. different types of motorcycle can we shove them <laughs> yeah. into? You know, totally. we have this 400 CC engine that'll put out like 50 horsepower. Let's stick it in like a thousand different, well, not you, but you know what I mean? Like a, we'll put it in a dirt bike. We'll put it in a street bike. We'll put it in yeah. everything. And like, I don't know, I'm into it. Um, yeah. I have talked a lot about, you know, being of the opinion that I personally like, a, like the idea of riding slow bikes fast. And I yeah. think that kind of 400 CC, I don't know. It's just fun. It's like, it's, it's all I need. I'm not going to, I don't want to be out doing like 130 on the freeway all the time on an 1100 or something. So <laughs> yeah. 400 is plenty for me and having, I, I'd rather have the lightweight. So if I want to go like throw it off on a, on a trail, even if it's just like a gravel road or something, it's like, I can have fun and not regret it. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, I think the more I think about, you know, those dream bikes and like, I know for mine, I think about like that manufacturing here and things like that. I think a lot of us, you know, as this market is rapidly changing, things things I think are moving pretty quick towards new designs. And now that the e-bikes are really starting to gain some traction, I think that, you know, like like Zero, like Zeros are manufactured here with overseas components. So like I think there's some really interesting things that are going to be happening in the market in the next 10 years, especially as that typical Harley buyer is dying off, you know, people's needs for motorcycles might be changing and maybe e-bikes are the things to bring kind of commuting back to the masses. Mm -hmm. We'll definitely be covering e-bikes has been talked about a few times, but I know we want to do an e-bike episode with Amanda who was on last week because he's like, knows he worked for Tesla and knows all kinds of stuff about that electrical doodads. But with that, it's time for clapped out pick of the week. No, this is going to be a good week. I can feel it. I'm excited to see what you brought. So, Daniel, what do you got? Uh, Let's see. I'll post it again so it's easy to get to. Uh, Yeah, for sure. I I do feel like I'm going for the low-hanging fruit, but it is a (laughs) Jixxer. And it's a 1987 Suzuki GSX-R for $1,000. I'll read the description for you. (laughs) I have a 1987 Suzuki GSXR for sale. It runs and rides, and it is fast. Oh, and is Bye. fast. It's a great fun bike, but it does need some help cosmetically. That's an understatement, by the way. Uh, aftermarket Yoshimura exhaust, nice. aftermarket LED headlights, an LED taillight, and could easily be turned into something cool. A thousand or best offer, clean title. Which actually, oh, I gotta man. say clean title is impressive but not for a thousand dollars my doggy look at this yeah right it's got this and twin the tail so i want to point out from the from the top end you are from the top view you can see that he's got a what appears to be literally just dumped paint on the tank yeah and i saw that rip yeah, down looks nice and it's got a mod yep. pizza sticker yeah. right, above, right below pizza. the yep. hell yeah it's got uh Let's see. Oh, mismatched handlebars. It's yep. got clip-ons, but the each so bar is different. Yeah, he has two different clip-ons, and one is <laughs> yeah. significantly See? longer than the other. Yes. Yep. You're talking a good yeah. two, three inches, it looks like. Matching grips, though. He does have matching grips. grips. That's kind of matching. A so nice... I just want to... I just want to point out that this is what happens when Harbor Freight takes away the 20% off coupon because My no one goes to buy the $12 angle grinder because they're like, $12?! Can I still use my 20% off? No, no, sir, we got rid of those. This used to be $9. Oh, fuck it. I'm never going to cut down the other clip-on handlebar that I have, you know? So yeah, man. without Harbor Freight coupons, this is what's going to happen. We're going to see sh- even shoddier home yeah, projects. This is, oh. Yeah, this is on you, Thanks. Harbor Freight. <laughs> also, is Absolutely there like Harbor a Freight's wing? Well. I think there's a wing nut holding the top gas tank. In it's like a I'm almost oh, positive that is absolutely like a bolt or something. <laughs> oh, that, is, that is yeah yeah. Oh my Very gosh, sick. Um, I do like um, this has been uh, this is a roosted back tire. This is quite literally so. Uh, yeah, I was gonna mention that too. Tread left. That back tire is just it. waiting to show some some tread. Yes. I love to in the description it says that there is an LED tail light, but it's quite literally like a 3M like stripped it. on just tail light that's hey, being blocked by a local wire, his mostly. fries was closing he got a good deal <laughs> i i th- i think that it is an actual led tail light because i had one at one point and they do work but 
I would. I wouldn't it. trust it. That, I just, I'd put that, it on the moped. I wouldn't put it on a motorcycle. I'm a little concerned that, about oh, the wait. amount of soot buildup on the license plate holder. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> guess good. that this guy doesn't run with a plate because he likes to run from cops. It's a jixer. Yeah, they always yeah, run yeah, by yeah. cops. I mean, that's what. Yeah. yeah. You that's don't get a jixer do. if you're gonna. I don't know how far he's gonna get this. That seat is ugly. That rear tire. That rear tire screams like yeah. I'll take this bike and do burnouts out front of yeah. Dairy Mart. Like, that's kind of the my style. Dairy Mart, the Dairy Mart, my guy. Oh, this oh. is in Washington, so I guess whatever Why Washington you? local mart. For those without Dairy Marts, Dairy Mart is a local 7-Eleven. It's like an organ Dairy thing. Mart is life. The biscuits Consider and, sponsoring us. The biscuits and gravy alone <laughs> help me survive um, the Yeah, an unhealthy amount of soot and also <laughs> definitely, like, like an oil like covering of like oh, most yeah. of the engine components too you can see yeah um, i love it it's it's a solid not it's, a, it's not a straight radiator fit on that bike i love it no <laughs> not, at, not all. at all not i think those are oil cooled actually if i remember right oil cooled. uh the early so oh, they're they're air cooled but then they have cooler. the help of an oil cooler if i remember right i could be totally wrong but i'm pretty sure those are the oil cooled jixers um, or they call them oil cooled, but they're air cooled, and they they just have that just external a oil. Big oil that definitely, yeah, that definitely looks like it's air cooled the way those fins yeah. are designed. Yeah. And I think that that cooler is absolutely an oil cooler. And not yep, yep. Once upon a time, those were the bike to have. Solid pick, Daniel. Chris, what do you got? Okie dokie. Where's my baby? Where is it? I was not prepared. I That's apologize. I've only had. It. No, I mean, I, I'm prepared <laughs> with my, my pick, but I was just not prepared to show my pick. Um, so what I got for y'all is a 50cc Honda. I love it already. Okay. And yep. it's so... Danny's this is an MB5, and it's $500. It's a, holy shit. Chris, you it's, buy that right now. <laughs> Danny sprints out there. God damn it. <laughs> I'll be there in 18 you hours. You stimulus check to clear. <laughs> It's 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 so cute, and I just want it because it's something that I would just love to ride around town on. Oh hell yeah! Oh yeah, those are sweet. Also in Wenatchee, yeah. Wenatchee slapping. Yep. Yeah, Wenatchee. good starter bike. My kids have outgrown it. It has some maintenance done on the carve and ran the last time we used ran it. when parked ran that's when right parked. this thing no nah, those are cool that is cool so rad that, look all i'm saying some you could get you take a uber to wenatchee you get a trailer for the jixer <laughs> and you tow this little honda 50 <laughs> home. So that. yes i just i just want it for this because i mean jordan's already got plans for baby to have like the sizing up of every single o set we could probably find yep but I think this thing would just be cool for ripping around and doing dumb crap. That thing's cool because it, it looks like, I feel like with these smaller bikes, you usually only ever see them like totally destroyed, you know, like the monkeys and the, and the trail nineties and stuff like that. But they're either like totally, nice. totally trashed or they're like pristine. And this one is like that perfect, like nice it had to have had a rear fender at some point. <laughs> but it's gone and like the seats yeah. kind of like the upholstery is kind of it's in like good it's yeah. a loved bike and it's been well maintained yeah thing would rip yeah it's a solid pick i think it's Danny, what are the, i really like that what year. are the big bore options for that I motor i don't know <laughs> i mean like an 80 cc it looks like it's it's the same same motor but with a 50 cc jug on it right. that the uh, so the, a, the cubs so have so you so you put so a cub jug on there yeah, Cub I jug. think you could do that. Cub jug, Cub jug. <laughs> twenty-four millimeter yeah. carb on that jug. thing. I mean, I know mine is my, <laughs> mine's ninety cc, but it was bored out to one hundred and three. So they you can do a lot to those. Hook up the nitrous. Like one hundred and three cc's on that thing would be really scary. That's what or I'm if you want to be lazy, <laughs> just toss a life in on it. Oh my god! Just toss a life in. You know what? When life gives you trouble, <laughs> put a life in. That's on right. It. <laughs> All right, a solid pick. Robert, what do you got? All right. Well, we had a little bit of a discussion before today's episode over whether or not this counted. I am of the argument that it has two wheels. It's basically a motorcycle. I think it counts. <laughs> I'm going to be so uh, pissed if we chose the same one. 
I really don't, I really do don't think we did, but you you, you had your chance, and I get to go first. So you <laughs> God damn it! You're gonna you better be scrambling for it. Let me see. If don't I worry, I've got right. I've got backups. Make sure now. Make sure you read the description. This is. Oh, oh we definitely do not have the same <laughs> one. Oh, awesome. What's the lean angle on that bad boy? <laughs> oh, shit. It's about as good as a, as about as good as a street. Or what is the, uh, the super glide or whatever? Yeah, exactly. Oh. This is, uh, the <laughs> title is jet ski scooter project. Oh All caps read description, 500 bucks. Um, first picture is approximately how it will look when finished. <laughs> oh, I love that. Was building a jet ski scooter and lost interest. As one does. Scooter is a 250cc, has a title, and says it is a 2006 Diam. I did hear it run when I bought it to build the project. Oh my Have god. Have not started Heard it, it since. The jet ski hull is a 97 Sea-Doo. A Sea-Doo. Uh, jet ski's already gutted, bottom's cut out to start mounting. I had it on the scooter before, it just needs adjustments to lower it down more. Mounts need to be made to hold it all together. He paid $1,000 for the scooter, but $500 will get you everything. Ooh. Won't deliver, but he will help load everything, and he does have a forklift. All right. So there's, there's the scooter <laughs> okay. to begin with. Um, so you, there's that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Its own project. And there's how you could end up. Let's take a look at his little sea Okay. So yeah, he's got the sea It's a little crusty, a little, little rusty. But you know, good project, and uh, I love that helmet. It's like <laughs> metal militia on the weekend, like. But you're like a construction worker. <laughs> that's, the, that's the spirit. That is that's the spirit store version of the metal militia helmet. That is something yeah, you would on. see at like 2 a.m. in Hemet after playing a show. I just want to talk show. about just this combination: this helmet, this backpack, and that. This. And just, it's a look. It's a it is a look. This so that scene. is my a look. submission. This makes me think that there's a whole community of people that this is what they do. There are. Is this yeah, from Riverside, California? That is does look like a California. That, that is for it's sure. Very possible. This, He's going to Lake Paris. Going to Lake <laughs> Paris. See now if they can make it where you can go in water in those too. Like those cars. Yeah, basically, this is the Amphicar. Yeah, an Amphicar. Scooters. <laughs> I don't think that thing's going to work. But uh, Look, if you get it going fast enough. I'm curious about this feud, though. Danny, what did you get? Yeah, no, I Is need it to the know. same exact okay. thing? No, it's not the same. And I. Okay, good. I'm excited. Oh, my God. It, it's great. I know I don't want to close the window. Sorry, oh, Facebook. Bleeds. Facebook is yelling oh, at sure. me. Blame Facebook. I'm sorry. Mm. I'm sorry. Facebook. Damn it, Zuck. Blame Damn it, Zuck. Zuck. Damn it, Zuckerberg. How, how could you do this Zuck. to us, Zuck? They're getting zucked off over here. This <laughs> 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 is a family program. <laughs> check the explicit content button. Yeah, we have. Dang it. So here we've got a 2020 oh, Empire shit. no way not, yeah, not clapped out insane. at all oh. fat tire electric scooter project what? converted oh. to a Star Wars speeder bike what? bitch this oh. is so fucking cool the scooter cool is electric thing. so that means it's silent oh, but there is a bluetooth next... speaker that has the original speeder <laughs> songs <laughs> automatic win how much is this I withdraw my submission oh we'll my much god look at it i it want it oh, with the the wraparound like polished the seats oh my god and he, and he, the best part is that he put the like 50 dollar cafe racer seat, seat on it. Yeah. Yeah. but it works wow. this is one know. of the few but things the... i've seen on where it actually like all right i get it i just want to say I, I really appreciate the chrome. person who takes however many hundreds of hours to fab all of those yes. parts but cannot make a seat yep no right yeah. Or chooses not to. And this it could be yours for the mere price <laughs> of exactly upholstery. I don't fuck with that. Sixty three hundred dollars in Temecula, California. Mm. Oh heck yeah! Take my money mm. now, bitch. I.e. baby. Yeah. If oh, anything, how does that piece. thing 
handle i feel like if you turn too quick it just like the front part just, just like topples. just like do you yeah, think he or, do you think he'd ch- trade for a jet ski scooter oh god <laughs> <laughs> way to find out robert we got some so work to cool. do <laughs> go find us a do Wheeling that was actually amazing and i really appreciate the chrome lower yeah, piece. Oh yeah. So to hide the way that it looks something, like exactly which is probably what george lucas did in the first place vaseline, so vaseline the on the on the film oh or something like that i smudged it out i love it yeah because right because you can see the smudges mm-hmm. yeah that actually makes a lot uh, of sense well done oh sir. my gosh that was amazing wow. danny i m- haven't seen one like I'm that i'm so impressed I'm just gonna You're give that clap. Yeah, Danny wins. Yeah, that wins. That's <laughs> Danny, pick of the, Danny I think that's wins. pick of the month. I'm I'm so glad that I stumbled upon we'll, that. We'll send you we'll send you the placard yeah. for pick of the month. Yeah. Mine is just something I've been having my eyes on for a while. This thing would get me God knows how many tickets. It's just absolutely heinous, but I want it so bad. Of course you it, do. It has a YZ250 that someone put supermoto wheels on. Wow. And it has and it has a fucking Idaho plate. Of course. So, of course. Oh my gosh. On the brake caliper as well. Uh, it's been up for a really long time, and I am just like, I could get that, and then I could throw some dirt wheels on it so I could ride it in the dirt. And then when I just want to be the most obnoxious person in my town. So this is what you were I talking just... about when you said dumb purchase stimmies coming. Yeah, uh-huh. stimmies coming. Uh-huh. Thank you, Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe is buying tonight, and this is what I'm buying. If you look at that, I wish. If you look at it's got that sort Let's of modern, fat pipe. really pulled pulled out rear fender. I think I see some opportunity to mount a, a child seat. <laughs> oh, there. most definitely. That's you, what I'm you saying. You reinforce that bad baby. That you're good. Oh my yeah. god! No, you don't it's, need got to the, it's got the same LED tail light as the uh, look at this pro, pro wiring. Japanese made plastic and it will last through anything. Oh yeah, Daniel, for sure. you and, and I, I both know that that is not true. <laughs> 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 we got we got two broken fenders between us. So mine's just something I want to just hoon around town on. It's definitely not something I need, but it is something that I would love. So with that, that's the show, you know, uh, thank you again, everyone that's listening. Sometimes we get some messages and some love emails. We really love to see it. If you want to reach out to us, our email is clappedmoto at gmail.com, or you can always hit us up on Instagram, which is at clapped out pod. Remember if you like the show and you'd like to buy us a coffee, you can do that at buymeacoffee.com forward slash clapped out moto. Again, if we get to a thousand dollars, we will buy a Coleman, put a Predator motor in it, and jump it over a big ass fire. That's a guarantee. So we're on most of the major platform, uh, most of the major podcast platforms: Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever you're listening to right now. So yeah, thanks again for tuning into another episode, and we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 time so you can make sure that's in there too you're just gonna get a super cut of like oh i hope my farts don't come back we're real adults doing a real podcast